today we will um, do the second half of session 54 received May 29, 1981 um, 33 exchanges last time we ended about in the middle discussion of energy centers this is a very um, focused session on um, energy dynamics of um, upward spiraling light from root to crown from first chakra to seven as associated with um, soul evolution and both paths and the um, the inter the, the really the real the really actually the identity or the union the the oneness of uh, catalyst, catalyst um, handling, how we handle catalyst, which means life experience, and as that's as that is, um, you know, the development of increasing skillful handling of catalyst or uh, development of you know love, wisdom, and awareness of unity in our handling of life experience and the uh, progression of upward spiraling light from root to crown. Those are one, that's one, one, um, one concept. Meaning as we handle life experience or cattle, experiential catalyst, um, increasingly skillfully, upaya in Buddhism, which just means um, from a bigger, a, a more mature, spiritually mature perspective. As we do that, then, of course, um, the energy centers are developed increasingly. The lower triad, which is what Ra, the phrase Ra used, we'll come to later in the session. Uh, first three chakras <clears throat> being unblocked and the higher activated and coordinated. Um, the work on the chakras is the work um, of self-understanding so as to increasingly skillfully um, authentically, honestly, uh, handle our life experience. And so last time we ended with um, 54.13. Today we'll pick up with 54.14. Um, Don asks more about Catalyst, and we go back and forth between Catalyst and um, the progression of energy uh, development and chakras uh, from root to crown. Don says 54, 13, <clears throat> or 14. Now, I would like to then consider the origin of catalyst. First, we have the condition of mind-body-spirit complex, which, as a function of the first distortion, meaning the law of free will, has reached a condition of blockage, or partial blockage, of one or more energy centers. I will assume the catalyst is necessary only if there, at, there is at least partial blockage of one energy center. Is it correct? Ross says no. Um, in my view, again, um, I think we should assume that all seven chakras have some partial blockage. And unless you uh, are working with your master or Atman or you are a seer, uh, I don't think that it's, cap it's possible for us, anyone, to say, I know I or you have complete unblockage of any chakra or complete development of any chakra. Chakras are much more complex than we think because there are seven subplanes, and those subplanes, you know, are associated with every other chakra. And so, Don asked, "Well, could you tell me why?" Meaning, um, 
why am I not correct? And the real question is the necessity of catalyst. Is catalyst necessary related to partial blockage or not blockage? It's a little bit confused question because <clears throat> all, all experience equals catalyst. Experiential catalyst or catalyst is all life experience. And so once there's, you know, uh, entry into the octave <laughs> from the sublogos to a higher self, um, then, you know, once there is soul evolution or a beingness that is uh, experiencing uh, evolution, development in the octave, there's going to be catalyst, regardless of chakra conditions. Ra explains, um, and Ra's really talking about the work uh, the value, the, the value of catalyst, the nature of catalyst, as we're developing on the path. And so, Ra's not exactly. Don's question is a little confused, and Ra's answer is is relating to something that I'm not sure Don exactly got in his questioning. Anyway, Ra says 54:15. While it is a primary priority to activate or unblock each energy center, it is also a primary priority at that point. At what point, right? It's a primary priority at that point to begin to refine the balances between the energies so that each tone of the chord of total vibratory beingness resonates in clarity, tune, and harmony with each other energy. This balancing, tuning, and harmonizing of the self is most central to the more advanced or adept mind-body-spirit complex. Each energy may be activated without the beauty that is possible through the disciplines and appreciations of personal energies or what you might call the deeper personality or soul identity. And Ra um, explained that more in 54.16 and said, in the balanced individual or in the um, discipline, you know, in, in the, the discipline personality, meaning the, the being who's very well advanced, well developed. The, the energies lie waiting for the hand of the creator to pluck harmony. And there are two sides to this, and I'll explain these two, uh, 54.15, 54.16. There is self-work, and then there is God-work. There is um, that which is uh, freely chosen, uh, and then, when the being is certainly is 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 very much in the adept category, um, there is God work or that which is the result of um, transcendence uh, of uh, individualism, or that which is is what the universe, how the universe works upon us. Um, uh, in, in line with what Ra talked about, the crystallized healer, the crystallized healer has no will, Ra said. So there's the work of personal will and decision, and then one becomes an adept, and then moves towards becoming a force of nature. And uh, that's akin, I think, to waiting for the hand of the Creator to pluck harmony, in 54.15, Ra is saying that um, the primary, a primary priority um, for working on the chakras, so now we're just going to talk about it, talk about soul evolution in terms of the energetics. A primary A, 
not necessarily the, but a primary priority in soul evolution in terms of chakras or energies is, of course, uh, activation and unblocking of chakras. Primarily, it's the unblocking of one, two, three, but there is, you know, blockage in four and five and six, of course, that's associated with the blockages of one, two, three. So, uh, as particularly one, two, three, the lower triad chakras are unblocked by love and wisdom, the discipline of understanding, disciplines of personality, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator, uh, aware, you know, acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, and direction of the will. That's the, certainly the way of evolution on the positive path and the way of unblocking the lower triad, one, two, three, leading to activation of four, five, six, <laughs> while that obviously is a, or maybe the primary priority or the main work. Uh, also, <laughs> Ra's saying, it's a primary priority at that point. What, at, what, what, what point? <laughs> Actually, Ra's talking about the higher level of the path or adept work. It's a, I would say it's a primary priority as the entity becomes quite well developed to refine balances between the energy centers <clears throat> so that each tone of the chord of total vibratory beingness, meaning each of the seven notes or tones or seven chakras of our total vibratory beingness, resonates with each other in clarity, tone, tune, and harmony, meaning um, you're very well in your own skin, <laughs> or you're very well in your own mind-body-spirit complex, or your mind-body-spirit complex, or you as God, <clears throat> you know, as the Logos in mind-body-spirit complex, are very well coordinated internally within, um, you know, the, the rainbow of seven rays that the tone or the quality of each of the seven is very um, well coordinated with, with the whole of the seven. Uh, total vibratory beingness, you know, your total self, so that, <clears throat> you know, there's love applied to body, and there's love applied to the sense of self, and there's love applied uh, with wisdom to social relations. And uh, that's, you know, the application of fourth and fifth rays, particularly to the lower triad, right? Love and understanding and wisdom and discernment as applied to life with this body and my psychological sense of myself and my social uh, engagement and relationships. That's the coordination of chakras. And that's, that's healing and balancing work, of course, but it gets very subtle. And that that's where we get subplane or sub chakra relations, you know. How about two point six and six point two? This kind of thing, or of five point one, you know, the wisdom and discernment in comprehension of body. Why do I have this pain? Do you know? You can know. You absolutely can know um, more of, of the karmic root of every particular ache and pain um, in this life and before. It's knowable. So this, I think, is what Ra means by balancing, tuning, harmonizing of self, um, which is uh, associated with beauty, because the contrast is the activation of chakras without the beauty. <clears throat> and, and, you know, it's like I can, I can riff on, uh, you know, cosmogenesis or aspects of chakra subplane relations. But that can be done in a robotic or mechanical or heartless or not lovely way. <laughs> or it can be done in a very lovely way. 
depending on um, the balances and the coordination uh, of the total vibratory beingness. And so it's very interesting that Rob brings in you know, the contrast, uh, saying that these each chakra can be activated with or without beauty. What beauty? The beauty that's possible through disciplines and appreciations of personal energies or deeper personality or soul identity. So there are all of these analogies or, or correspondences here. Soul identity is that identity of higher self. What is the identity of higher self? I mean, Gautama would knock it down and say, you know, there is anatta, there's no separate self. So what identity are we talking about? But we're talking about a stage um, uh, in the path of octave soul evolution. We're not talking about freedom from the octave here. We're talking about the way to freedom from the octave, going slow or step by step. The way to be free of the octave is to progress through the octave. <laughs> and uh, as we move from blockage uh, to greater uh, holistic beingness uh, or coordination of the, the sevenfold uh, tone poem, the uh, the self, the octave self rainbow of seven rays, seven qualities of energy, and seven spheres of, of consciousness, even. Uh, when they're well coordinated on the positive path, there is increasing beauty, right? The true, the, the good, the true, and the beautiful. What? The good, the true, and the beautiful. Uh, good is fourth ray, true is fifth ray, beautiful is sixth ray seems to me. So uh, there can be this holistic coordination of the seven rays. There should be, there must be, as the entity grows up and goes from uh, a confused human um, to a well-settled adept, or Atman, or higher self, or disciplined personality. And it's very much about appreciation of personal energies, or appreciation of the total self appreciation of embodiment, appreciation of psychology. Wow, I have this complicated psychology. Or we have emotional process. Um, that's sort of a blessing and a curse. Or it can be, you know, our downfall, and it can also, um, you know, uh, glorify the whole when it's been purified, when emotion, emotionality, emotionalism is purified. So this is very subtle, uh, higher level working, that leads um, to uh, you know walking in in goodness, truth, and beauty. But beauty uh, is very six chakra related, and if you don't appreciate beauty, uh, it's probably because your six chakra is not that well developed, actually. Uh, you or anybody or me or whatever. Now this sounds like the working of self upon self, the working of will and decision and attention upon the seven-ray vehicle, uh, but it's also um, waiting for the hand of the Creator to pluck harmony. Harmony and beauty are very much related. And uh, there is, again, there is the work that proceeds um, before Atman, and there's the work that Atman does, or there's the work that proceeds to awareness of unity, and then the work that proceeds in the awareness of unity. And uh, in the awareness of unity, there's a sense that, uh, you know, whatever happens, it's God's doing, or the Creator, or the Logos. 
and this is a pretty advanced perspective. And akin to, again, what Ross said, the, the, the crystallized healer has no will. <clears throat> it's a certain freedom from uh, confusion, actually. And then uh, one is, you know, more in harmony with the one. Um, the personal one, um, the personal <laughs> separative sense of self one, um, more fully partakes of the universal boundless one. 5417, <clears throat> Don says, I would like then to trace the evolution of catalyst upon the mind-body-spirit complexes and how it comes into use and is fully used to create this tuning. I assume that the sub-logos, solar, that formed our tiny part of the creation using the intelligence of the logos of which it is a part provides, shall I say, the base catalyst that will act upon mind-body complexes and mind-body-spirit complexes before they reach the state of development where they can begin to program their own catalyst, is it correct? Getting pretty heavy here. The, the evolution of catalyst, uh, how catalyst changes as we evolve on the spiritual path, how it arises and how it's used, or how we may use it to create tuning, or, you know, Don's such a mechanistic view here. But it's it's... You know, catalyst doesn't create the tuning, but but total self-love and intelligence, wisdom create. You know, is self-tuning. Catalyst doesn't do the work; you do the work. Um, I'm not sure how much he appreciates beauty. I assume <clears throat> he's assuming the sublogos, yes, the solar, uh, modified the uh, laws of light of the galactic logos. And by those, by the the ways and means of the laws of light in the octave, or the, associated with the solar system, there's that base catalyst that acts upon us, acts upon mind, body, animal, or mind, body, spirit, human complexes, levels of being, uh, before entities can bring in their own catalyst. Is it correct? Ross is partially correct. It's actually very complicated, but it's a pretty deep question. <clears throat> the the evolution of catalyst as the entity evolves. Ross said this is partially correct. The sublogos, meaning solar, offers the catalyst at the lower levels of energy, the first triad. These have to do with survival of the physical complex. The higher centers, and I think they mean four, five, six, seven, gain catalyst or four, five, six from the biases of the mind body spirit complex itself in response to all random and directed experiences. <laughs> Thus, the less developed entity will perceive the catalyst about it in terms of survival of the physical complex with the distortions which are pre preferred. The more conscious entity, being conscious of the catalytic and in brackets process, will begin to transform catalyst offered by the sublogos into catalyst which may act upon the higher energy nexi, meaning higher chakras. Thus, the sublogo solar can offer only a basic skeleton, shall we say, of catalyst. The muscles and flesh having to do with, shall we say, survival of wisdom, love, compassion, and service are brought about by the action of the mind-body-spirit complex on basic catalyst so as to create a more complex catalyst which may in turn be used to form distortions within these higher energy centers. The more advanced the entity, the more tenuous the connection, 
between the sublogos and the perceived catalyst until finally all catalysts is chosen, generated, and manufactured by the cell for the self. Pretty super serious answer here. So again, uh, we're talking about the galactic logos and the solar, the logos and the sublogos. We're talking about the seven chakras, particularly the lower and the higher. The lower Ra identifies as the first triad, which seems to me to be sub-diaphragmatic, meaning chakras one, two, three. So the sub-logos uh, modifying the laws of light or intelligent energy of the galactic logos um, sets up the conditions of um, the ways of, of intelligent energy interaction of seven dimensions in the octave, in this octave associated with the solar system, which basically pertains more to first three chakras levels of, of being. You know, first three chakras are in some way all related to body, uh, while four, five, six, seven are much more fully related to mind-spirit. Uh, we can say, sure, first chakra of body, anchor, red ray, second being beginning consciousness, sense of self, um, personal identity, third ray, self and other, relationship, society, engagement, sociality. Um, but actually, all, all those three chakras are very much associated with um, body identity or body identification. I am, I am, a, uh, I am the me <laughs> uh, in, in this body, of this body, with this body, in this space-time world. That's all <clears throat> sub-diaphragmatic perspective. Uh, that's all first three chakras awareness. And so that's why Ra's talking about uh, the less developed entity, meaning mainly working from first three chakras consciousness, mainly blocked in first three chakras consciousness, blocked in first three chakras, that's why they're there. They wouldn't be there or stuck there or mainly there if they were not blocked. The blockages of one, two, three, uh, keep consciousness bound to the lower. Then that entity um, thinks about their life, their experience in terms of survival of body, and then preferred distortions. Right? Uh, I want um, I, I want a certain um, physical uh, life situation, uh, environmental or clothing or money or family relations or personal relationships. I want to be seen a certain way. I want to see myself a certain way. I want to be treated a certain way. I want certain kind of um, physical uh, material accoutrements or physical um, conditions. That's what's really important. And that's, you know, the repeater psychology. That's how most people live. Even though they have some fourth chakra activation, uh, most Earth humans are very, uh, you know, materialistic. Um, they don't think about, they don't, they, you know, life beyond or the invisible or the greater or the transpersonal or the cosmic or the universal means nothing to most people. It really means nothing, you know? The, the world beyond or the inner, both the inner and the, and the greater, means nothing to most people. So let's not fool ourselves Meanwhile, the, these are God, this is God too, but 
um, in many ways, first, second, third chakra blockage or, um, you know, being, uh, um, you know, thinking of oneself as, as material only uh, is very much associated with body identity and uh, seeking, um, you know, comfort. <laughs> That's why people uh, don't want truth or are afraid of a lot of truth because it's uncomfortable. It's doesn't, it doesn't lead to my emotional well-being. It's upsetting. Meanwhile, um, the more conscious entity or um, the entity that's working in higher centers, meaning four, five, six, seven, uh, is somewhat conscious of catalyst or they have an inner perspective. They have a perspective that uh, I make my life and uh, there is greater inner work to do too. That life is not only about, um, you know, securing preferred physical conditions, uh, or financial, or emotional, or social. But but life is a, an opportunity for self-development, total self-development. And self is greater than body. My identity is greater than body. I am not this body. Um, I remain. I am. This doesn't have to again doesn't have to be narcissism or egotism or grandiosity. It's just an inner poise. And so that person who is more conscious uh, of catalytic process or the value of life experience for inner development is akin to um, working on higher centers, uh, as Ross says, gaining catalyst from biases of ourself from mind-body-spirit complex itself, not the sub-logos, from our own biases, meaning polarity, in response to all random and directed experience, the person is self-directed. They're no longer, uh, um, you know, uh, simply a reactive billiard ball on the pool table of uh, Descartes or Kant. The, the person is basically um, increasingly self-directed or internally uh, internal locus of control, psychology says external, internal, locus of control, not locust, locus, point of control, outer or inner. Those who are more stuck in first three rays uh, consider themselves, you know, helpless victim or unfairly treated by the world that determines me. And uh, the person who's more conscious says, no, I made this shit for myself. <laughs> by my activity, um, I'm generating um, relationship and occurrence, and character is destiny, uh, as Heraclitus said, <clears throat> not um, outer forces out of my control, having nothing to do with me, working upon me, however may they will, however will they may, that's what life's about. That, that kind of um, external locus of control is very much associated with first three chakras consciousness, or body identity, or a le lower level of development and that person, um, you know, has yet to discover, um, you know, the, the power within. And so, uh, Ra is saying that the more conscious entity is conscious of catalytic process, transforms catalyst offered by the sublogos, again, being physical environmental conditions. First three chakras related uh, energetics or issues of awareness uh, transforms that into that, into, you know, catalyst or opportunity 
for higher development, higher energy chakra activations. So Sublogos offers the basic skeleton catalyst, uh, <clears throat> the muscles and flesh, meaning the uh, embodiment, the elaboration, the um, enhancement or the uh, embellishment, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the artistic creation of selfhood uh, is done by self upon self, not by the sublogos. Then Ross said, you know, it can be seen as a higher survival, <laughs> not simply the survival of body or physicality associated with first three chakras consciousness or th first three chakras blockage being survival of body, but rather survival of the qualities of mind associated with the higher centers. Wisdom, love, compassion, service. It's really, you know, wisdom, fifth ray, love, fourth ray. Compassion is, you know, fourth, fifth, whatever. Service is associated with all that, four, five, and six. Is basically seen at, by Ra here as um, developed by ourselves operating upon the basic catalyst of, um, you know, uh, physical life, <clears throat> the physical life in front of us. So there's a world out there. What kind of house are you going to make? What kind of home are you going to make? What kind of room are you going to make? How are you going to make your mind? How are you going to make yourself a person, um, not only in society, but um, all alone? Who are you all alone? Sitting in your room all alone, do you like who you are? You know? Okay. Uh, do you know um, where you would like to change yourself? How? What? you'd like to move, you know, can you accept yourself as you are? Can you know yourself as you are? Uh, you know, warts and all, positive and negative, uh, what you like, what you don't like, uh, and, and keep and continue becoming the person you wish to be. Of course you can do it. <laughs> Shall you? Dare ye? Do you dare? And so this, uh, I think, is the creation of more complex catalyst or the use of <clears throat> what the sublogos offers uh, on the on our path of polarity uh, that's what Ra's calling use to form distortions within higher entry centers and so we're still talking about distortions or biases right and and you know it takes a long long time to fully activate four five and six obviously so we have blockages in four five six even if we may working in four five six mainly Ross says the more advanced the entity, the more tenuous or weak their connection or the connection between sublogos and perceived catalyst, um, meaning uh, one doesn't feel oneself as um, a powerless, you know, uh, atom in the atomistic, uh, you know, universe where forces play upon me, but as, as a creator, as a co-creator of life and mind and experience until finally all catalyst is chosen generated and manufactured by the self for the self personally I'm not at that level so I can't say what that really is but it's all experiential catalyst or experience um, determined by ourselves made by ourselves uh, for our own development which includes service to other it includes self-sacrifice it's not selfish. It may include, you know, full self-offering. So we're not talking about selfishness. 
we're talking about um, self-direction in soul evolution or the self-generation of opportunity and experience you know getting clear about who you are or what your path is is necessary before you can make decisions that help yourself and by analyzing consequences of our decisions you know I chose this and that which led to that and that which led to other things which I can consider helpful or not helpful um, now I know now I can refine my values and desires so that I continue desiring that which brings a higher value or more benefit to self and other accord with my way uh, and at that point one uh, is very um, very safely um, stabilized in the higher way which is um, self-determined life you know the environment doesn't make my mind I make my mind the environment didn't make me I made me the environment influenced but um, you know two two children of the same parents um, have very different reactions to the to the parents psychology why because those children have different biases or souls those souls have different carry through from past lives in terms of their development and ways of um, their their relative capacity to stay or keep developing love wisdom Ross said, or Don said, 54.18, which entities incarnate at this time on this planet would be of that category, manufacturing all of their catalysts? <laughs> Ross said, we find your query indeterminate, meaning we're not quite sure what you're saying, uh, but can respond, or maybe there's no, they can't determine the number. But they can, they say, but we can respond that the number of those which have mastered outer catalyst completely is quite small. I would call them, you know, these are arhats and third stage awakened, you know, beings who are living fully from six chakra or fully one, two, three, four, five, six, all activated without much blockage. Very, very few. Ross said, most of those harvestable, now we're talking about a lower level of development, most of those harvestable at this space-time nexus have partial control over the outer illusion and are using the outer catalyst to work upon some bias which is not yet in balance. Now, control is, you know, a loaded word. Uh, control over the outer illusion means what? They can, uh, you know, wave their hand and move things around by telekinesis or uh, mind power? I don't think so. Ra's saying that the, the, this partial control over the outer illusion is a relative ability to um, fashion catalyst or life experience in accord with their path. Um, they are both um, reacting to catalyst on, that, that they didn't create, that they don't understand, and also generating choices, making choices that lead to experiences or catalyst that is very much in accord or skillful uh, in accord with their, with their own positive path or negative path. But um, <clears throat> everybody but, but the real adepts and advanced uh, awakened ones um, have first, second, third chakra blockage and therefore are subject to all sorts of catalysts that, um, that is difficult to comprehend or bring to love wisdom. But uh, those who are fully clear in one, two, three 
um, would would be, I think, uh, those that Ra would say have control, total control over the outer illusion. It's not control. It's not a good word here, I think. It's really um, um, awareness mastery or, or uh, high skill in, in handling and being with um, all outer conditions or conditions of uh, environment and others. It, it's not control in the way of dominance. It's really mastery in uh, reception and transmission in relationship to uh, all that appears to be not self. So, 54.19, Don says, In the case of service to self, polarization, uh, what type of catalyst would entities following this path, negative path, program when they reach the level of programming their own catalyst? Which, again, is, is working in the higher centers, although they don't work with four. Ross said, The negatively oriented entity <clears throat> will program for maximal separation from and control over all those things and conscious entities which it perceives as being other than the self, which is like everything. So the way of negatives is uh, to, excuse me, uh, to increase the, the experience of separation. Not only, it doesn't mean they go off into the woods alone. In fact, they don't. They don't go to the woods alone normally unless they're very high-level negatives. Normally, they, um, they parasite and parasitize other people and, um, you know, are very dependent. They're very needy, actually. Negatives are totally needy. They're, they're very dependent on others and, and the vampiristic parasitism of uh, exploitation. It's a very interesting thing. They, have, they huff and they puff and they blow the house down. Meanwhile, um, they're very clinging and craving upon other people um, doesn't look too strong to me they they very much need others um, to continue their way but Ross said they program for maximal separation from yeah and control over everything <laughs> things and others which they perceive to be other than self so that's what the negative path is all about there's a path of separation and control um, while the positive path is unity um, and, and acceptance, the path of um, love and acceptance or unity um, and, and truth, <laughs> in fact. Uh, you know, the truth will set you free and uh, increasing living in truth, meaning development of wisdom, seeing clearly, um, you know, frees us from um, the, the consequences of, of delusion or wrong view and um, brings a real settlement to mind um, and uh, equanimity at deep levels, uh, the equanimity of wisdom. It's very subtle. Anyway, uh, 5420 um, was, um, came from the re-listened version. <laughs> they pulled it out originally because there's really nothing there. Rob said, restate what you're saying. Um... Yeah, in fact, that question is just confused, so we'll leave it, go to 5421. Ross said, I've done, said, a positively oriented entity, now we go from negative to positive, a positively oriented entity may select a narrow path of thinking and activities during an incarnation and program conditions 
that would create physical pain if this path were not followed. Is it correct? Ross says, correct. What's correct is that, yes, even a positive entity um, who is seeking a, a very fine, uh, focused, um, incarnative um, development, development during the incarnation being somewhat narrow, perhaps, for some incarnations, for some entities, it's, that's the goal. Um, to to have a certain kind of experience for the whole lifetime, like uh, born on the farm, every time he goes into the city, uh, you know, uh, he gets robbed, and so he realizes, oh oh, I better stay on the farm. <laughs> it's very simplistic, but uh, that's that that kind of thing can happen uh, every time. You know, that that every time we try to help ourselves or we try to make a change, uh, the universe seems to rebuff us or the doors are shut, and they just won't open. And the more you keep seeking, the more trouble comes. So then you learn, okay, uh, sit back and shut up and just take it and accept you know, the limitations and make the best of it, which we can do. Uh, and this is akin to, I think, um, the selection of a narrow path of thinking and activities during incarnation. And then uh, there may be conditions programmed or there may be catalysts programmed even that creates physical pain if the path were not followed, uh, like what? Um, every time I get angry at my spouse, I get a headache. Every time I, uh, you know, I drink alcohol, I throw up. <laughs> Something like that. This kind of thing happens. People program for that. And basically, um, this is um, sort of uh, strict or severe limitation it's a narrowing form of catalyst that keeps us on the straight and narrow or basically makes it very very difficult to go to go out of a certain way of living or thinking or being um which we may not like but uh, that's the plan that you made for yourself <laughs> so there you know catalyst is very complex of the programming and intentions 5422 would a negatively oriented entity do anything like this? Could you give me an example? Pretty interesting question, too. So the positive entity may choose limitation to keep themselves on a uh, somewhat righteous straight and narrow. How about a negative who, um, you know, is looking for rape and pillage? Ross said, a negative, negatively oriented individual mind-body-spirit complex will ordinarily, normally, program for wealth, ease of existence, and the utmost opportunity for power. Thus, many negative entities burst with the physical complex distortion you call health. Hmm. However, a negatively oriented entity may choose a painful condition in order to improve the distortion toward the so-called negative emotive mentations, such as anger, hatred, and frustration. Such an entity may use an entire incarnative experience, the whole lifetime, honing a blunt edge of hatred or anger so that it may polarize more towards the negative or separated pole in the next incarnation. <laughs> so, two very important points, and you can uh, consider people you may know in your life, or, uh, you know, uh, human figures, um, human characters. A negatively oriented entity, ordinarily, or, you know, let's say, a negatively oriented entity, uh, individual, means a moderately well-developed three-negatively-oriented soul. Okay, We're not just talking about 
you know, the poor boy who uh, joins a gang because he's looking for a dad. We're talking about the, um, you know, uh, mafia mid-level captain and up. We're talking about people who are pretty committed to the negative path. Uh, not not just uh, there because uh, they have some emotional longing uh, for something or other, or they get mixed up with the wrong crowd. Uh, ordinarily, negatively oriented individuals, meaning pretty well developed, you know, 3D negative, mid 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 level 3D negatives, right? Not harvestable necessarily, but on their way. Ordinarily, normally programs for wealth, meaning uh, silver spoon family, ease of existence, got an easy life, and utmost opportunity for power. So they're born into a wealthy family, they go into the bloodline, and they line themselves up in the blood. And um, the goal, of course, is, um, you know, uh, provision of opportunity to continue the negative path. Many negative entities burst with physical complex distortion or burst with health. That's why they go into the military. Hey, hey, or um, other, you know, intelligence agency, security services, and all the groups where they can show their aggression over others um, because, you know, they're well enough developed on the negative path so that they um, are in line for um, the opportune karmic uh, condition of a healthy body. Um, they, you know, a a big strong body doesn't mean uh, they're they're negatively oriented, obviously, but um, those that are pretty well developed on the negative path often have big strong bodies. So they're tall and they're muscular and they're solidly, sturdily built and barrel-chested and things. Politicians sometimes look like that, and uh, military people look like that, and some corporate people look like that, um, <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, they 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 use that big body, health health body, um, to continue controlling and dominating others. Sometimes they may choose painful conditions, also Rosset, to improve, um, basically, to sharpen their their service health skills, uh, to improve the distortion, the tendency, to improve their capacity for. Negative emotive mentations, mentation, not meditation, mentation like um, uh, mental states, so-called negative emotion, emotive, emotional, basically the anger complex, that's all. Anger, hatred, frustration, the aversion complex, sorrow doesn't do well for them, so they uh, prefer the anger complex. That's why they're always fighting with each other and grappling and scrambling and scrabbling for a higher position and they're working hard these days, that's their life. <laughs> that's your life. Fun. So they may use an entire lifetime even uh, honing a blunt edge of hatred or anger. Uh, and Ra talked about the case of um, voluntarily, voluntary sexual repression of a negative so that when they finally allow their sexuality uh, it can explode forth to utterly devastate, dominate, destroy, control, uh, you know, and exploit the other. So, you know, uh, they're, they, they may program for painful conditions, they may program for 
um, luxurious, uh, you know, healthful conditions of body, mind, or environment. So, um, all sorts of different kinds of catalysts are chosen, and you know, um, you can say, by their catalysts shall ye know them. <laughs> One can know the entity's mind by uh, careful analysis of the catalyst, um, and so that's diagnosis, metaphysical diagnosis. It's possible to do, but um, two entities uh, who are may on maybe on the positive path or negative path may have obviously have the same type of catalyst, right? There are very highly positive entities who are born with a silver spoon too. There are very highly positive entities who are big, strong, massive bodies too, and healthy. So uh, there are two entities, positive and negative, may also both program or experience extreme pain limitation um, for different reasons. So it's very, very subtle. 5423, I hope I can finish the session here. Uh, Don says, now it seems we have prior to incarnation, in any incarnation, as an entity becomes more aware of the process of evolution and has selected a path, whether it be positive or negative, at some point the entity becomes aware of what it wants to do with respect to unblocking and balancing energy centers. At that point, it's able to program for life experience, those catalytic experiences that will aid it in its process of unblocking and balancing, is it correct? It is correct. It's a good understanding. It's a good rundown of um, soul evolution, polarized soul evolution on the two paths, and the uh, choice of you know program catalyst to help us work uh, to continue on our path, which is unblocking and balancing, unblocking lower chakras and balancing and developing. Then fifty four twenty four. The purpose then, Don says, seen from incarnation, seen from previous to incarnation, of what we call the incarnate physical state, the purpose then seems to be holy, here he gets a little absolutist, seems to be holy, or almost holy, totally, that of experiencing this at that point, the program catalyst, and then evolving as a function of the catalyst, is it correct? Is it, you know, is the purpose from the big view of multi-incarnational existence, progression, is the purpose of incarnation wholly, totally, completely of experiencing program catalyst and then evolving? No, actually. And Ross said, we shall restate for clarity, and this is, uh, this is very important um, statements here, meaning very pith teaching. Ross said, we shall restate for clarity, 5424, the purpose of incarnative existence is evolution of mind, body, and spirit. In order to do this, it is not strictly necessary to have catalyst. However, without catalyst, the desire to evolve and the faith in the process do not normally manifest, and thus evolution occurs not. Therefore, catalyst is programmed, and the program is designed for the mind-body-spirit complex for its unique requirements. Thus, it is desirable that a mind-body-spirit complex, you, <laughs> be aware of and hearken to the voice of its experiential catalyst, gleaning from it that which it incarnated to glean. So, number one, the purpose of incarnation is evolution of mind-body-spirit. Boom. Bang. Don't forget it. The purpose of incarnation, you can say the purpose of life, because life is the incarnative experiencing, right? And not incarnated, but 
the purpose of form-based vehicular incarnation in the octave, in all densities. Yeah, is evolution of my body spirit. Ra said the purpose of the third density is to learn the ways of love. So, these are core teachings to me. The purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love. The purpose of incarnation is evolution of my body spirit. The original desire of the Logos is that all entities seek and become one. So these are three levels of, of essential purpose. Of third density, of incarnation in the octave, and for the, um, the uh, ocean of life, of beingness, in the octave from the Logoic perspective, to seek and become one or return to source. It's not strictly necessary to have catalyst because, uh, you know, the, the power available to the self is infinite and therefore it needs nothing. It doesn't need to program experiences for total transformation, but in general it, it needs to. <laughs> it does. Um, Ross said, without catalyst, desire to evolve and faith in the process doesn't normally manifest. That's the condition a bit before the veil in the prior Logoi solar systems or octaves where there was no veil in 3D space-time and entities you know, were sort of uh, basking in uh, bliss and didn't make much efforts. But so the desire to evolve and faith in the process, it's very subtle, you know, as we evolve we have more faith in the evolving process. You know, again, I don't want to make this a three-hour presentation, so this this is going to have to go through a little fast. Faith is another key quality of mind that develops uh, as we develop on the path. Uh, program catalyst is designed by us for our own unique requirements. Everyone is different, and it is desirable, <laughs> which is an understatement. It's really quite essential that we become aware of and listen to and recognize um, the voice, the meaning, the deeper purposes for our experience, for our catalyst, for what occurs to us, what comes up in us, how our life progresses and our choices. Um, it's very desirable, <laughs> it's very important for evolution that we understand, uh, you know, how where we are now, <laughs> you know, meaning what we like and what we don't like, what we want to talk about, what we don't want to talk about, what what we're proud of and what we're shameful of, uh, where we feel well, where we feel miserable now, and understand how we got here, and understand why these things are happening to me, in what seems to be coming at me, to me, up in me, uh, to understand where, where, you know, the causality, the, the chains of causality. And then we can get a sense of why and um, what's the purpose of all this or what is the value uh, of these experiences so that I can continue on my path what's the value here what is the opportunity here what's the blessing in disguise here um, and that's a pretty great work called the magnum opus 5425 yee, goes on and on then it seems that those on the positive path as opposed to those on the negative path would have precisely the reciprocal objective in the first three rays, red, orange, yellow. Each path would be attempting to utilize the rays in precisely opposite manners. Is it correct? Um, I think sort of. Don uh, is talking about those on the positive, those on the negative path. 
um, how they use or make use of energetics in the first three rays uh, of Don's question. Ross says, it is partially and even substantially correct, but Ross says, there is an energy, there is an energy in each of the centers needed to keep the mind-body-spirit complex, which is the vehicle for experience, in correct conformation and composition. Both negative and positive entities do well to reserve this small portion of each center it's a small portion of energy for each center of each center for the maintenance and integrity of the mind body spirit complex after this point however it is correct that the negative will use the three lower centers for separation from and control over others by sexual means by personal assertion and by action in your societies contrary wise the positively oriented entity will be transmuting strong red-ray sexual energy into green-ray energy transfers and radiation in blue and indigo, and will be similarly transmuting selfhood and place in society into energy transfer situations in which the entity may merge with and serve others and then, finally, radiate unto others without expecting any transfer in return. This is a super um, concise... Um, presentation of um, the skillful use of the energetics of the lower three, the lower triad, uh, for those on the positive path and those on the negative path. Uh, for the negative path, uh, well, for both, for entities on both paths, first of all, um, there's a certain minimal energy needed to keep uh, the lower chakras, uh, you know, in, in the correct formation, conformation and composition. It's, an ener- it's basically a small portion of energy in each center for maintenance of, you know, <laughs> the, the total self, mind, body, spirit, complex. Um, don't drain your first three chakras, please. Whatever that means, I don't know. It's very subtle here. But beyond the minimal um, energetics needed uh, to, uh, you know, needed for integrity of, uh, of mind-body-spirit um, in terms of, m- you know, minimal levels of, of activation or, you know, energy activity of first three rays, then beyond that, yes, it's true, positive and negative entities use them uh, precisely oppositely or quite, neg- quite oppositely. How, Ross said, the negative entity this is, and you know, you can observe how people are in society or past <laughs> relationships you may have had. Um, those who are on the negative path use the lower centers for overall, of course, separation from and control over others. So that's what it's all about. Separation from, meaning isolationism, or, um, you know, uh, non-union. <laughs> They're not into uh, cooperation and harmony and, and well-being us all together. They're interested in me over you, always, forever. Our group over your group. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> always, always. You know, next project, next activity. Separation from control over others by three ways. Sexual means, first ray. Personal assertion, second ray. And then action in society, third ray. Uh, we can go on with that, but no need. On the other side... Um, for the positively oriented entity usage of first three rays for continued development on the positive path, um, one, two, three, 
First, they transmute strong red ray sexual energy. So that's a, uh, you know, there's red ray anchor for the body uh, survival. There's also red ray um, expression as sexuality, sexual energy, not by thought, but just the root basic sexuality. Transmuting strong red ray sexual energy into what? Into green ray energy transfers. Uh, this is called sexual energy transfer on the positive path. Right? Um, red to green. Uh, Christmas colors. <laughs> uh, one to four. Both being um, basic centers. Actually, Ross said, I think the fir one, four, and seven are the basic centers. While first is foundational. So... Um, the proper work for working with se with the root chakra uh, is transmutating is bringing that into love in sexuality, and that then goes to uh, bringing red ray or integrating it also with four and five with five and six radiation in blue and indigo, meaning um, living in truth, and then awareness of unity, uh, you know, in sexuality, and then bisexuality for all of life, then also in terms of second, third rays, transmuting selfhood, which is second ray, place in society, consciousness of such is third ray, into energy transfer situations, meaning other forms of energy transfer, not sexual, in which we may, what, merge with and serve others, which is basically, um, you know, fourth and fifth ray, and then finally radiate unto others without expecting transfer in return, which is sixth ray. So it's the transmutation of the first three rays um, into opportunities for um, integrating those three uh, perspectives or qual energies, first three rays, into four, five, six. So one, two, three, um, in all cases, um, expresses um, in a harmonious way through four, five, six, on the positive way. That's, you know, not too strange. So, uh, this is, you know, again, we can talk about this at length, but I just don't have the time here. But it's very interesting, and you can see that for us on the positive path, um, of course sexuality can be very positive. Um, and, of course, the sense of self and our place in society can both um, be um, used or... Uh, be helpful in uh, continuing uh, spiritual growth or our, our development uh, by other forms of energy transfers with others and then work alone. And this paragraph is just very, this answer, 5425, bears reflection on your, uh, on your own time when you can, if you like, to um, really understanding the transmutation of first three chakras energies which means body identification or body identified sense of self and personality psychology personal psychology and place in society or the fact that we're living on planet earth with society to transmute those areas um, or to bring um, the higher to the lower or the lower to the higher to make one <laughs> to make uh, to make union between um, the higher qualities of mind and capacities of spirit 
with the very real fact that we have we are incarnated here in a body that has its tendencies and we have a personal psychology and we have relationships with others and we have a place in society or we're living in a world where there is a society and a group so it's not escaping the lower but uh, uniting the lower with the higher and the higher is no better than the lower but the lower first three is really um, the field of service the, the, the field of activity and the qualities that are valuable for us on the positive path to bring into our field of activity incarnated you know our, our basic incarnation body including sexuality and survival issues and health issues and selfhood or psych personal psychology or sense of personal self and relationships or place in society or um, relationship to human group which is you know part of our life to bring the qualities of you know green blue indigo into that and then particularly uh, eventually radiation free radiation expecting nothing all right so let me okay so let me make some concluding remarks and then we'll wrap up for tonight and next week we'll uh, do a big you know a big integration of session 54 in the third hour um, so <clears throat> so basically uh, Ra is explaining uh, how, how the, the work on the chakras is done by uh, a careful use of life experience uh, carefully chosen um, decisions and, and um, choices that lead us to to bring the higher to the lower or bring the desired qualities of mind and being into our um, into our incarnated life with um, with our sense of embodiment our sense of self and um, our relationships and and work in or existence associated with society and that the positive and negative are really working oppositely in some ways uh, it's clear it's it's extremely important for us to get clear on on our way you know what are the details of of our positive path now uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna end this this second part of session 54 here, and next week we'll pick it up at 54:26, um, describing um, the path of energy, basically from root to crown, but uh, how it relates to the significance or the meaning of the seven rays in terms of consciousness the lower triad and the upper and the efficient use of catalyst that's what we're talking about here the efficient use of catalyst uh, or life experience and choices and desires and values uh, as that um, catalyzes or constitutes our positive spiritual path uh, development of the seven rays so this is a very sophisticated way of talking about work on the seven rays, a whole lot more sophisticated than most New Age or even uh, yogic traditions, which seem to have a kind of 
mechanistic attachment to rites and rituals, thinking if you just do correct performance, performance of uh, body movement, performance of, of sound or vibration or, or mantra, performance of ritual, um, ritual gesture and activity, uh, you will get some attainment. Well, you may get certain attainment, but it doesn't necessarily um, lead to the integration or the spiritualization of the lower triad. Spiritualization of the lower triad, the integration of the lower and the higher, which is what Ra is really talking about, the lower triad, one, two, three. Uh, and so next week we will discuss further the um, the path of energy from root to crown, the meaning of the seven rays, the um, the way of experiential catalyst or increasingly sophisticated, increasingly efficient, increasingly wise and love wisdom based use of catalyst and decisions and choices um, as we continue on our path and how that relates to the seven chakras and the energy energy dynamics. Uh, we definitely need a third hour here. So, um, <laughs> it just goes on and on this session. So anyway, thank you for being here. Um, sorry we couldn't finish it all in two hours, but I think it's better not to rush this also. Uh, anyway, I hope it's been valuable. Um, thanks for being here and the opportunity. Wish you all well. Take good care and good night.